Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we've got Season 2, Episode 5. Play it again, David. Mary, what happened this week? While doing lunch at the beach club with Kelly and Brenda, Jackie Taylor breaks her tooth on a chicken bone. Luckily, the third best oral surgeon in Beverly Hills <laughs> is sitting at the next table. It's none other than Mel Silver, David's dad. Bum, bum, bum. He, he offers to fix her tooth for free in exchange for a date. After two dates, Mel and Jackie decide to have another dinner together and bring Kelly and David along. After imagining life with David as a stepbrother and seeing how well Jackie and Mel get along, a horrified Kelly decides she needs to take matters into her own hands. At Steve's suggestion, Kelly decides to become the stepchild from hell. Andrea begs Brandon to hang out with a younger boy from the Valley Youth Center, Felix, who needs a positive influence in his life or something. <laughs> when Brandon pick, <clears throat> excuse me. When Brandon picks the kid up to hang out, his mom warns him he can be difficult. Felix proves to be a little difficult, but not as difficult as his life at home, as Brandon soon finds out. Brenda imagines conversations and, ahem, situations between <laughs> her and Dylan, especially after the phone line cuts out when he's trying to tell her he's still something. Oh my god. I loved everything about Dylan. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad they found a way to like incorporate him. Back oh, absolutely! Into the episode, even though he's gone, because I was really worried he was just not going to show up at all. And then he's like popping in behind her and mm-hmm. being like, "You still love me, don't you, Brenda?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then the scene when he runs on the beach, like shirtless. I loved it because he's so skinny so, and his shorts look so big for his body. <laughs> he looks like a little baby, but he was still so dreamy. And I would want him running toward me any day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then when he called her and he was on that like insane satellite phone thing. Yeah, it looked like a like legit a sat phone that he could only procure from like the CIA or something. Yeah, no, it felt very like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> what is happening here? The right era too. I know. What if they just stole it from the other set. <laughs> what if they were inspired? I think Jurassic Park might have been like 1993. What if they were, we're inspired close. by Dylan? Ooh. I love that fun. We got to make that into Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) This boy looks like he's on an island. He is on an island. Maybe we should add dinosaurs. (laughs) You know what makes everything better? Dinosaurs. Imagine if Luke Perry had been in Jurassic Park. Who would he have been? I mean, I would lean towards him being, um, oh, no, you know who he would have been good as? The scientist that like. Shows them the dinosaurs in the first place. Yeah. Right during the scene with life uh, finds a way. Right. I want Luke Perry and Jeff Goldblum on the same scene with dinosaurs. That's I was the thing say. is I was originally like, well, he'd be really good in the Jeff Goldblum part, but you can't take you Jeff can't, Goldblum out of the I was thinking movie. the same thing. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine what this world would have been like if Jeff Goldblum had not been Jeff Goldblum at no. Jurassic Park. I, I refuse to think about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that world. Right. Hey. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> when you go on IMDb and search for Jurassic Park, it says, who almost nabbed Goldblum's role in Jurassic Park? Was it Luke Perry? It was Johnny Depp. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. How okay. is that even close? Glad that didn't oh. happen. Same. Ugh. Like, right? they're two totally different personalities. No. Jeff Goldblum is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp would not have been good in that role. I totally agree with that. Blech. Ugh. But 
anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off strong. She was not in that movie, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start reimagining every movie with, with Luke, Luke Perry. Perry in it instead. Okay. I'm trying to think of any movie, and I just blanked. That's <laughs> <laughs> a movie. Yeah. Uh, do you think they would have ever done a Beverly Hills 90210 movie? Maybe if they would have, like, not done 10 seasons of the show that's fair but if it, it if it ended like season five maybe or like even if they ended at season three where they graduate from high school and mm. then doing a movie that would be like in the future for their college years or post school or something like that yeah i was actually thinking the other day yeah they have three seasons of high school and mm-hmm. then they do all four seasons of college assuming everyone goes for four years yeah like this show covers so much of someone's life. It's a big, big lifespan we got going on. It's like from 16 to 26. Yeah, I was not ready to really think about that. Yeah. Damn. There's a lot of these episodes. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate very kindly pointed out that we will all be in our 30s by the time we're done watching this show. I told Rude. him to, Yeah, I told him to stop. I was like, I don't know what that age is. I'm like, what's that age? And he was like, that's the age you'll be when you're done. I'm like, no, like, I don't know what that ouch. is. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I know. we're we'll, excited. I was going to say, we'll be 40 by the time we finish this show if we don't start talking about this episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you, like, the show starts on oh, Andrea, weird. Donna, and Brenda walking out of their class and... Mm-hmm. Andrea is like just so upset because she just had to stand in front of the class and quack like a duck. And then she's like, do you think he said that because I look like a duck? And like, kind of. I mean, well, once she said it. Yeah. Like, was like out of the other girls, she looks the most like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> this was before. What if Andrea inspired duck face? Ooh. And she's like, does I look like a duck? Mm. We yeah, Ariel and I just duck faced and Mary and Mary looked at us and laughed. So Oh, I saw Mary duck face. Yeah. <laughs> you did it too? All right. Let it, let the record reflect all three of us doing a duck face. Great for podcasting. I know. Don't you just love visual aspects? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been an interesting thing. But yeah, she she didn't just have to quack. She, she had to like, like strut around or something, right? And like flap. Pr- what's a preen? preen her preen. feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, yeah. Kelly shows up, and it's a weird, like, I I know scene. that the whole reason of, like, you have to show up at the school because nobody has cell phones, and, like, you can't just, especially when nobody can drive. Like, yeah. Andrea and Brenda cannot drive. Which, so, why can't Andrea drive? I think she can drive. She can't afford a car. Oh, because she doesn't have a car. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, yeah, well, the only one we know certifiably cannot drive <laughs> is Brenda. Is Brenda, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Kelly shows up and is just like, ew, school. Yeah, this is gross. <laughs> and Andrea's like, I love it. I have so much freedom at the school. It's like it's all to me. Andrea's just happy that her office is empty. <laughs> <laughs> As but we remember, her office is the hall. <laughs> but it's not. I was noticing there were so many extras in this scene. It looked like regular school. It did. It really did. There were a lot of people there. And even Brenda's like... Kelly, you said you swore you weren't going to step foot in this school this summer. She already has. I was going to say, she's been there before. <laughs> Not a continu- continuity thing here. Yeah. Well, nothing's ever continuity. That's true. Or everything is continuity. I don't know. You know what I mean. Everything and nothing is continuous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Kelly is there to pick up Brenda so that mm-hmm. they can 
do lunch at the beach club. Yep. And they invite everybody else to come with them, right? Like, because Andrea does come with them, and I think they do invite Donna too. Yeah, they technically invite her, but for some reason she doesn't come along. But Andrea does, Mm -hmm. but only to go see Brandon. But that was the thing of like, okay, Andrea's there, now what? Yeah, like, how's she getting (laughs) home? (laughs) She showed up for 10 seconds. And then left. Yeah. Where? Yeah. For all we know, she's still there. (laughs) (laughs) She never left. Yeah, I just, it made no sense to me to put her in this scene. I know. Because, yeah, then what? She's just going to walk away and have to take the bus all the way back? Yeah, I mean, I guess they, I mean, literally, they were just trying to get her there to further, or, like, to start the plot of this show, or this episode, I mean. But at the same time, they didn't do a good job. It just didn't make any sense. Like, she could have easily called him at his house that night when he got off work. Exactly. Oh, hey, if you guys go and see Bra- uh, Brandon, have him call me when he gets home. Right. That like, would have been easier. Yeah. Because, yeah, like Henry walks up to him and is like, oh, you have a visitor and your sister's over there. Cool. Brandon. Yeah. Why do you have people here? I guess that's the thing. Because then when uh, Felix keeps showing up later, Henry's just like, you can't keep doing this. Mm, that's true. So I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, she just, like, walks into the set and, like, convinces him to do this thing and is like I knew you'd do it and then leaves my only issue with like this whole conversation because essentially I mean what she's doing is as asking Brandon to add something else to his plate by Mm -hmm. filling in for like little big brother little brother thing and I don't know if it's just bad acting but Brandon acted really like he reacted very kind of mean like he was like are you kidding me you're expecting me to take time out of my day to go help a kid Brandon's frustration level goes from zero to yes. 60 in no seconds. Well, and yeah, he's got a job. That's it. Right. And, and he's constantly complaining about how busy he is. Well, and it just annoys me. And I can understand to, a, to an extent, right? Like, sure. Don't add one more thing to my plate. Like, I'm busy. That's all you have to say is, sorry, I just don't really think I have time. Not, are you serious? Like, he blows up. That's all Brandon does. I know. He's, he's got not angry uh, and angry. Yeah. That's his secret. He's always angry. (laughs) But for real, it just kind of came across mean. Well, and the whole time, all I could think of was that, you know, Brandon, Andre should have told Brandon that it would look good on his college applications. Mm -hmm. And like later on in the episode when he's going to actually see Felix and his dad's like, are you spreading yourself too thin? Like it's his day off. What else is he going to do? Yeah. Would you rather he just sit there or go to the beach club and not work? Right. Like, he shouldn't be spending all of his time there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't understand why everyone except Andrea was like, you're going to be a big brother? Are you sure? But, yeah. like, only because they wanted to make sure Brandon had time to do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah, so. it didn't really make sense. And, and it would make sense. It It would make sense for Brandon to do this based on what we know about Brandon and like the expectations his dad puts on him and things like that. And that's why I thought it was so weird that Jim was like, are you sure? Yeah. Cause usually he'd be like, Oh, good job, Brando. Like go fill out your college resume. Thanks big Jim. Yeah. Thanks big guy. Big guy. (laughs) Big Jimbo. That's it. Um, well, and I thought it was like, I think it's been a while since I've really seen it, but it kind of really brought it out to me that Andrea volunteers all of these places and, like, actually is a good person but doesn't really rub it in. Like, when she says all these things she does, she's really just reading off her resume. She's not trying to, like, impress you or anything aside from, like, 
I'm good. Give me a job. Help me, please. True. But like Brandon does nothing without mm-hmm. being forced into it and thinks he's a great guy. That or he does all this quote unquote work but requires payment, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he won't do a job unless he's getting paid to your point. Like he doesn't do the volunteer stuff or won't unless he's like totally something forced out of into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, no, it's just, that's been our whole thing this whole season or this whole show really is that Brandon thinks he's a great person, but isn't really. And Andrea really is a great person, but like I feel like she doesn't white knight like Brandon does. Yeah, she doesn't need the recognition necessarily. Yeah, I mean like it's definitely on her resume and she'll let you know it's on her resume, but I think that's just her personality. That's not like showing off like, look how good of a person I am. It's like, I've done a lot of things. Give me a job. Yeah. Or a college scholarship or whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, okay. They were talking about when they get to the beach club, uh, Andrea gets out of the car with Kelly and Brenda. Mm-hmm. And then she says to Kelly, this may come as a shock to you, but it is possible to be friends with a guy. And Kelly goes, not if he's adorable. Yeah. So we're getting these little droppings of like Kelly being attracted to Brandon. It's Brelly. It's happening. I have thoughts, but I can't say them yet. (laughs) But yeah, it's like she's saying that, but then also I think it's also a little realistic too, though, for Kelly to say that because it's shown time and time again every show and then in real life that it's really not possible to have a guy or, you know, a a Mm. different sex friendship, and that's all it is. Well, I think that's just like a huge thing in the 90s, I mean, it, it still is today. I think it's a big TV thing to be mm-hmm. like, you cannot be friends with the opposite sex, which kind of bothers me because that's like the opposite of feminism and equality and things. Like, well, you're only going to be friends to be in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the idea, but I still get it. Because like, I, I mean, I was friends with a guy for like 10 years and he was my best friend, but the entire time he was, he had romantic feelings for me and I developed feelings for him at one point and then I, they went away and we couldn't, we literally could not stay friends and we are not friends to this day. I still never talk to him. <laughs> best friend I ever had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, while I would love to imagine a world where, the playing field was like even like I think what you're trying to say and correct me if I'm wrong is that people say guys and girls can't be friends because girls fall for the guy Mm -hmm. but in my case the guy fell for the girl it's always that in my experience is it okay yeah like someone will only want to like hang out with you because they have a crush on you and yeah. then once it becomes clear that you don't feel the same way they're like i can't be around you anymore because my feelings well yeah. and i think the thing that yeah maybe i'm trying to think of cuz i don't know it's weird in my head but like like friend zoning that's mm-hmm. a bullshit right. thing yeah that right. does not exist that is just someone wanting to be friends but you're going to make a woman feel bad for not wanting to sleep with you. Correct. Yeah. I agree with that. It's like, I won't friend zone you if you don't girlfriend zone me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also, all of that is just absolute bullshit. Well, and yeah, to your point, like, that's the problem. Is yeah. that if you go into a friendship with your goal being to date this person or to sleep with this person, then you're not really 
starting a friendship. Yeah, like I think that's <laughs> yeah, people are more than just physical bodies. Totally. Like okay. I have had plenty of guy friends mm-hmm. that I have never tried to sleep with. Right. Yeah, so there's a difference Totally agree with what you're saying. So there's a difference in the intention around the friendship. Mm-hmm. If it's purely sexual, then if you are purely friends and develop feelings along yeah. the way. Because the intention to that friendship was totally platonic and totally just because you found a friend in someone and you like this person as a friend. And then it's natural to develop feelings sometimes if you're that close with someone. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, if you purely enter a friendship for the wrong reasons just to sleep with somebody, that's not really a friendship. Which, like, maybe that's why every time we say Braille, you kind of, like, shiver and just get yeah. really upset about it. Because, yeah, it does seem like Kelly only wants to talk to Brandon because she has eyes on him. Exactly. Like, she has it so easy. She could easily be best friends with Brandon because she's with Brenda all the time. But instead, she doesn't seek out a friendship with him. She only, like, comments on if he's cute or, like, in the election episode when she, like, makes a Gets move on him. Gets all up on him. Because she's attracted to power. Mm-hmm. Power. Power. And adorable guys she hasn't dated yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one. So, yeah, in the spring dance. She yeah. only wants to go with him because she's the, he's the only one she hasn't dated yet. Yeah. Yeah, so you hit it right on the head. I didn't realize that was my issue, and you pointed it out, so thank you. (laughs) Bringing it all back. Guys, we are so smart. This is therapy here. (laughs) This is a safe space. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that we have talked about all of these, like, deep feelings, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Dylan running on the beach again. I would love to. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I don't remember who says it or how it comes up. But someone says the word surf burger. Yeah, I think Kelly, like, yeah, Kelly, Kelly does. does. <laughs> Kelly's like, look, Brenda, they have a surf burger. Wonder who inspired that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, all right, he's surf burger from now on. <laughs> Dylan the surf burger. That's my favorite phrase. <laughs> I'm only gonna call him surf burger. I'm gonna like find and replace all find of the words replace. David or Dylan. Oh my god, David, no. Sorry. I saw later in my notes David Lynch and I was like, Kelly has never watched a David Lynch film in my entire life. I no. had to like double check to make sure it was the same David Lynch. I was like, are there two of them? <laughs> Is there also one that directs music videos? Yeah. Like, Kelly has never the mega, seen. Has the Megadeth music video been directed by David Lynch? I bet Brenda made her watch Twin Peaks. Oh, oh definitely. You think I'm hippie witch? No. Watch this show. Yep. And then you know Kelly spent the entire time being like, my nails. Yeah. Let me read this magazine. Also just staring at the screen like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know if we should be friends anymore. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that's, they say surf burger. And then Brenda just like looks off in the distance and you see Dylan running down the beach in his skinny little body and his mm-hmm. big little shorts. His big little, big little shorts. <laughs> and then they're like making out in the surf. Hardcore. And hard. <laughs> like the grease. It made me think of grease. And for obviously from here to eternity where that whole thing originated. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Girl. And then you see Brenda, like when she comes to, she's like, whew. She's like, um, I'm going to. Go take a walk. I need to go in the ocean real quick. Don't mind me. I didn't bring my suit, but it's fine. She needs a cold shower. Seriously. Uh-huh. Who? Oh, man. But yeah, and then they're like at lunch, and Kelly's mom has already ordered something. And mm-hmm. then she's like, well, someone else should order carbs so I can eat a bite of them. Right. Which, like, 
That's me AF. I know, <laughs> right? I was like, I can't eat a whole plate of pasta, but I can eat a bite of pasta. I'll just have a bite of a bite. <laughs> I'm not hungry. Yeah. I ate like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get some fries for the table. Yeah. You want flatbread? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of the episode of Friends where Joey's like, Joey doesn't share food. Oh, yeah. Every time. And I always think of the Eliza Schlesinger freezing hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. You guys should watch that. And all of our listeners, just check that out. It's Her humor is not for everyone, but I love it so much. I love it so much. I love every time she does the like lizard thing when she's like, Neh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so she gets the chicken salad mm-hmm. and then breaks a tooth on yep. a chicken bone, which like, oh my God. That's. A hardcore chip right there or breaking the Well, and you tooth. would think, like, more people than Brandon would be running up to be like, please don't sue us. Yeah, like Henry. Henry should be there like, do you actually need Gorilla Glue? I will leave right now. I will go buy some at the store. I will do whatever I can. Just Do you want me us. to drive you to his oral surgery office? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do for you? And I think I missed it. I think I was typing when this came up, but, like, how did Mel just show up? He was sitting right next to them. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. I missed it totally. Like, I was like, where did this guy come from? I feel like at some point they sit down and then he's like just looking at them from the background oh. mm-hmm. and then she breaks the tooth and he's like, you know, when you're sitting at a table and like the next table over, like he's literally right next to her. Okay, perfect. So he just like stands up and turns and uh-huh. he's like, I'm the third best oral surgeon in LA. <laughs> well, who's this? who's number one and number two? Are you a celebrity? Well, no. Well, then it really doesn't matter. Like, that's not flirting. <laughs> I know. It's like, that's like that's a, a humble weird... brag and then nagging. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. He's like, I clearly understand why Kelly eventually in this episode is like, well, the avocado doesn't fall too far from the tree, which, <laughs> which I'm going to use loved. that from now on instead of the apple. Um, it's, it's such so a California bougie. thing to say. <laughs> Um, because he's also creepy. Mel's also creepy because then you find out, yeah, it's David's dad. Well, and that's the thing is he was just like off, just barely off center of the screen watching Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, he comes over and he was like, I think my son goes to school with your daughter. And I just want to be like, you think? Yeah. You know, he films her. Right. Like his room is plastered (laughs) in pictures of her face. You should be like, I recognize that nose. Oh, you're the girl from the video. (laughs) What? (laughs) Plot twist. Yeah. Mel Silver put the bone in the salad. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It totally works, though. Because, it does. Like, literally, he's like, hey, I'll fix that tooth for free if you go on a date with me. It's like, this is where David gets all his crap. No it's wonder he thing. thinks it's normal. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll do something for you if you go on a date with Let me. Let me bribe you with Ugh. dates and... Fixing things for free. Yeah, but we have to all agree that as soon as Kelly realizes it's David and it goes to that like montage of them together with the psycho music. Flashbacks. It was okay, so clearly the writers are setting this up. Everyone saw it. I had no idea. Everyone saw it. I had totally forgotten that this was in it, because obviously it's season two. But yeah. So clearly we're on the right track with the silver psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to assume this is going to be some kind of turning point for him because, yeah. like, if they, you know, do end up stepbrother and sister and their parents continue to date and mm-hmm. whatnot, like, he's got to tone down the creep. You would think he would have to because, like, 
there has to be a clear, I guess, line drawn. Like, okay, like like you said, if it continues down the path and they become stepsister and stepbrother, you cannot be, like, fawning over Kelly anymore. Yeah. Like, because it's gonna you're, get, like, semi not really related, but, like, related. Like, yeah, it's just going to get real appropri- inappropriate yeah. really fast. And even, like, you see her having that, like, flash later when they think about being stepbrother and sister. And he's in her room with all of these little guys. And they're, like, going through her underwear. And I was like, that's exactly how it would happen. Mm-hmm. Except David doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Or, exactly. Like, yeah. not Scott wasn't even in that flash. Nope. He, and he hasn't been in an episode in a long time. I think. Yeah, I mean, is he still a grandma? He's in like Oklahoma or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the actor could still be there. True, right? Like, because this was like not the present. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, like the whole thing of him being like, uh, oh, I bet these panties will get a really good price or whatever and he's like you know it's better the picture of her in them yeah gross like i believed every (laughs) second of it yeah it didn't feel out of character for one minute (laughs) no and then but anyway back to the lunch Mm -hmm. and david's dad is like all the pretty girls know david yeah because he's obsessed yeah because because he follows them with a camera yeah, he's like, I guess, mistold his dad that he's some lady's man or that they all like him or something. Well, when he was in sixth grade, he dated a seventh grader. I forgot about that. He is a ladies' man, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, that's when Kelly makes a comment that it was like something out of a David Lynch film. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, kind of, but you don't know that. Yeah, how would you know that? You, you definitely don't that. like those movies. Yeah, oh, because that's when... She and Brenda are talking on the phone the next morning and, you know, I don't know what Brenda says, but she like hangs up the phone and mom and dad just like look at her. She's like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Kelly's just like, my mom's going on a date with David's dad. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. She's like, oh, I wouldn't tell anyone. And then mom and dad are like, secrets? <laughs> yeah. We Jackie broke her tooth. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had a chipped tooth in your life, Mom. You don't even know. <laughs> God. Uh. And then you see Brandon come down the stairs, and they're like, isn't it your day off? Mm-hmm. Like, what else would he be doing on his day off? At home. Yeah. Past, like, 7 a.m. or whatever time he has to go into work. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I slept until after 10 o'clock today, but. Well, and when we were teenagers, we would sleep until, like, noon on the weekends or summer mm-hmm. easily. But, like, I don't know. I just it was weird to me that they were like you're going somewhere. Yeah. It's like why don't you take advantage of this day off? But like he could be taking advantage of his day off in the way that he wants to. Yeah. Back off mom and dad. Yeah. God. <laughs> Stop being such a mom and dad. Stop obsessing over me. <laughs> why are you alone? so obsessed with me? Uh and then he goes to meet up and like go get Felix and mm-hmm. there's a cat. I miss the cat entirely. Oh, there's a kitty. I didn't see it. It was a little orange kitty. Mary, did you see it? No, but I did see an orange kitty on my way here today. (laughs) Just hanging out in my parking lot of my apartment complex. And I like stopped and meowed at it. And (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's like a universal thing to do when you see a cat, though. You like have to stop and be like, hi, kitty. It's funny. Like with dogs, I feel like the, the whole thing is to say, like, I love you or like, 
like interact with the dog and not the human. But when you see a cat, I feel like it's totally normal to just meow at it. Yeah. You know, like, like you I don't wouldn't... bark at a dog. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't go up to a dog and be like, Ruff. No, <laughs> I just whisper, puppy. You're like, yeah. You, I would die for you. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah. <laughs> like from Broad City when Lincoln's like, I'd pick up your poop. You're worth it. <laughs> but no, like with cats, like that is not how I react if, to a cat. I'm like, I'm going to be very gentle. I'm going to meow and I'm going to hope that you come to me. Exactly. You're going to let your hand out just far enough to where it notices. But you're still like 30 feet back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want to come over here and smell these fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, with a dog, you're like, <gasps> come to me. Come to me. I want you right now. I love you. <laughs> you're my best friend. <laughs> no, I saw a cat. He was on, he was on the porch and Brandon like kind of reached down for him. And then the cat was just like, nah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> accurate he has a little outdoor cat and then he knocks on the door Mm -hmm. felix's mom is there smoking a cigarette indoors Mm -hmm. which is gross and the kid like clearly has a bad attitude he has a great side eye i know like he's just like "Mm." although i will be honest i was a little distracted by the mole the mole moly 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 we're (laughs) not supposed to talk about mole (laughs) i couldn't tell if it was a mole or just like a thing I don't know, like an injury, mm, a sore or something. Yeah, I honestly got really nervous at the, like, very first moment. I was like, is that a cigarette burn on his face? Ooh. Well, because, like, I don't know, maybe my TV is really bad. Mm. But, like, I was looking at it, I was like, it's weird. I mean, it was out there. Yeah, it was definitely distracting. But then. It's just, like, out there, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But then they go rollerblading, and the kid was basically, like, I he has a name, Felix, was basically like sprinting the entire time. Well, he was like time. pushing people out of the way mm-hmm. and like getting in their way and just being an overall asshole. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's like, dude, you got to stay with me. I can't have you running off or something. No, I actually, like at this point I was realizing, you know, Brandon's kind of being a little bit of a butt with Andrea being like, what, you don't think I have something better to do? Mm-hmm. Fine, I'll do it. You knew I was going to do it, right? But mm-hmm. like... His whole actual interaction as a big brother with, like, Felix and Felix's mom, like, pretty good. I mean, he – I think the good thing about Brandon is he doesn't try to be his buddy. Like, Mm -hmm. he calls him out on stuff pretty much from the get-go. Like, dude, stop running away from me. Like, I know you're angry, but, like, chill. Well, and, like, the whole point is that we're supposed to hang out. Like, I know you have friends. That's not what I'm trying to say is – but, like, let's hang out. Yeah. If we're supposed to be together, like, we got to be together. Yeah. No, and it, like, works Mm -hmm. because then Felix is like, oh, I brought you a lemonade. Yeah. And, like, wants to hang out with him. It's cute. And then, of course, he overhears Brandon being an asshole. Basically saying he's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But at least, like, Brandon owned up to it. He wasn't Mm -hmm. trying, oh, no, I was just talking about the blah, blah. No, he's like, well, yeah, you kind of are. Yeah. He was (laughs) like, I'm sorry that... You know, you heard it and it might have hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. but like you did just push a bunch of people down on the boardwalk. Exactly. And I kind of appreciate that from Brandon because he's like just trying to, again, he's just trying to be real with them and like mm. kind of make the kid own up to the fact that he's being a little jerk. And then Brandon doesn't shy away from that. So yeah, I appreciate that side of Brandon. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's what Brandon always does. Mm-hmm. It's just that sometimes it actually works out. Like, right. if Brandon is going to act like a dick like that to Dylan, he's almost always in the wrong. 
were right. always in the wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I don't actually think I could come up with a time where he wasn't wrong. But in this case, he's right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm sorry. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. And you know what? On his day off, he takes him to the beach club. Yeah. He goes back to, because what else can you do, I guess? There's nothing else to do in Beverly Hills except go to the beach club. I just, I mean, it's very teenager. Mm-hmm. If I had access to a beach like that, I would be there every day. I probably would too. Yeah. Let's be honest. But even on my day off though, I don't, I don't know that I would. Like, but at the same time, if you have a kid with you, like if I was by myself, I don't know that I'd go back to the beach club on my day off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like easy entertainment, right? Have, you just take him to the beach. Have we seen Brandon have a day off yet? It hasn't been a lot of episodes. I'm just wondering. I don't remember. I don't think so. Nope. Do you remember? Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean like when he's in school, he does all sorts of things, but I just didn't even think about it. But yeah, so he goes to the beach club Mm -hmm. and everyone else is at the beach club. Like Kelly is there with Donna. Steve comes over and is really gross and (laughs) you think he'll bag her on the first date. Like Steve. Classic Steve. It's also so funny how many like phrases or slang terms they have for doing it. Like (laughs) making it. Make. Yeah. That's all I can think of. But (laughs) (laughs) just so different than now. Yeah. I just, I got lost in Steve's nipples. Steve's tiny (laughs) tanks. I was really tempted to show up in like short shorts and like my cut off Adidas shirt to uh-huh. just be like in honor of Steve. Yeah, Steve um, <laughs> inspired me today. <laughs> I will only dress like this for the rest of the summer episodes. <laughs> we need to get you a curly wig and a fake oh. mustache. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll just you... draw it on. Just boop, boop, wee. <laughs> <laughs> you have to alternate between Steve Tiny Tank. Steve crop top and Steve at the poker night with the fake mustache. I am technically wearing a crop top. You just can't tell because I'm sitting. Right. Okay. Well, perfect. So there you go. Check. Also, I got one. Crop tops on short people are basically just shirts. I know. I bought this and I was like, it's a crop top. And I was like, you it's can't tell. Shirt. I have a really tiny torso. I'm just squat. <laughs> Ugh. And then, yeah, they're talking about how gross David is and Donna stands up for him which is complete foreshadowing complete foreshadowing I wrote that down too yeah I mean she was like I really got to know him while we were doing our Shakespeare assignment which (laughs) you yelled the entire time you hated each other you disagreed and then David just happened to come up with like a out-of-the-box idea and then which didn't work yeah it didn't even you still had to do the work you had to do double the work because you had to redo it well and I wonder though if she's talking about something that happened off screen like yeah. maybe when they did have like to actually do the assignment. The second time they mm-hmm. did the scene and they had to do it the right way. So maybe mm-hmm. they actually got, got to along. know each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, off screensville is where everything happens. Apparently. Exactly. Why can't we see the things? I know. Why would you want to see the things? Just accept that the things happen. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, prom- I promise we're telling you exactly what happens. But, okay, writers. <laughs> I mean, what I thought was weird is she's standing up for him knowing all of the creepy stuff he's done That's with true. Kelly, which then makes me think, like, I don't know if I even care if he, like, matures in the future because we know that Donna and David date. Like, mm-hmm. I have seen promotional pictures from the last 30 years. I know it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so creepily obsessed with her best friend like I don't know if I'd want to date him just knowing how much time he spent trying to get with Kelly unless it's just truly a 
teenager, young high school obsession thing. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about it from a different perspective. I don't know. I knew I had a friend in high school that like boys were obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Like they were all over her. Like people were obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. Like they'd get all up on her and then like she'd ghost them because that Mm -hmm. was her personality and because people were being super creepy on her. Yeah. And then they'd call me and I was like, I don't. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you don't want to be, like, second choice. Yeah. Like, there were several guys that, like, would be all over her and, like, take her to, like, a homecoming or something. And then she'd be like, yeah, they're really creepy. I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Hmm. And they'd call me and be like, why isn't Mia talking to me anymore? Hmm. I'm not your go-between. Also, you're creepy. (laughs) That was the thing. It got me that they were just, like, calling me to ask why – she was not talking to them anymore. I was mm-hmm. like, why are you doing that? Stop doing that. <laughs> High school was weird. High school was weird. Very weird. But yeah, like, I would not want to date them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Several of them did try to date me. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide if I want to, like, focus in on one storyline and go the whole way through or jump around in chronological order. I don't really know... Which is the better way? Because the thing is, not a lot happens yeah. with Felix overall. Right. Or with Kelly. Because, like, you know, the after this is when we go to that night and mm-hmm. Mel comes to the house. And he's like, you got a real fan in my son. And Kelly's face looks like she stepped in poo. <laughs> yeah, she did. Because she's, like, creeped out the whole time. Because she's, like... I can't tell if you know that your son is so creepy. Yeah. But I know he's creepy. And I don't, like, it's almost like her mind is thinking, your son is creepy, so therefore so are you. Because where else would he have gotten it from? Well, yeah. The avocado doesn't fall far from the tree. Exactly. Um, But yeah, like, nothing really. This is weird, actually. There's not really anything that happens with Brenda. Mm -mm. Like, Brandon has stuff happen, but it's really, like, it jumps straight from zero to 100 mm-hmm. really fast. Mm-hmm. And then everything is just Kelly being super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, and the beginnings of the Mel and Jackie relationship. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of interesting. This is an episode where there are so many different storylines. I feel yeah. like we usually get like a Brenda and a Brandon and that's it. That's true. But Kelly got a storyline this time. Exactly. And technically David. Because yeah. you do learn a little bit more about him. Like, I mean, it's at the end of the episode, but... It happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon gets the other storyline. So it's really like Brandon, Kelly, a little bit and of David. Brenda. Yeah, tiny. It's like tiniest bit. bit of Brenda. No Steve. I mean, he's just there for fluff. Yeah, he's just there to be an asshole to Kelly and give bad advice, which Such is on brand for bad him. advice. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, yeah, that's Steve. That's Steve. But at least at this point, Steve wasn't bantering with tel- with Telly with Kelly. To be mean, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was actually, like, talking. They're just having a conversation. And again, we've said this in a lot of our other episodes, but there are little bits and pieces that make you, re- like, remember and recognize, but also, like, understand how Kelly and Steve dated. Oh, yeah. And how they were a match for each other. Like, I could totally see in, you know, an alternate universe where they were dating that, like, you know, Steve comes over and, like, brings her a Diet Coke or something when he says, oh, you think he's going to bag her on the first date? And mm-hmm. then her, rather than, like, reacting the way she did, like, just kind of, like, smacks him in the arm, like, 
Brenda smacks Dylan and is yeah. like, Steve, oh my God. Yeah, you're such a jerk. <laughs> like, I could totally see that happening. I know. It's very, their relationship to me right now is very normal. Mm-hmm. Like, very easy. Yeah. Because like you said, her him just bringing her a Diet Coke like it was no big deal. Like, that could totally happen. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. I they love- might have one of the most interesting relationships on the show. I love them. Yeah. It's kind of cute because they just fight and then it's like, oh, you it's don't fun. want your buttons pushed today? Well, what's going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're still friends. It's like yeah. they clearly know each other really well. Yeah. They know how far they can push it before mm-hmm. they have to stop. Exactly. But like that is their relationship is pushing the buttons. Right. And then it all kind of came to a head in the spring dance episode when Steve was pushing buttons but also was just upset that Kelly didn't realize mm-hmm. that it was his birthday. Well, and yeah, that's the thing is you see – like, I guess, like, a huge development in Steve mm-hmm. in the idea that he was really hurt. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the first time we really get to see this emotion in his and Kelly's relationship. Right. Like, you forgot. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were still good friends. Like, yeah, we bag on each other, but, like, you forgot my birthday. Yeah, we're still – we've known each other for forever. We freaking dated for a year. Mm-hmm. Interesting that we're talking so much about Steve and he was really he's not in even, this episode. I love Steve. <laughs> I know he's my new favorite person. It's so strange. I know. I don't get it. I don't but either. It happened. Whatever. But really, yeah. So the main storylines with Jackie and Mel starting to date, Kelly being uncomfortable with it, mostly just because of David, not really because of Mel. Well, because let's be honest, like the very next scene that you see of Kelly is David hovering over her and winking at her mm-hmm. and like David showing up with a video camera to record her in a bathing suit. Again. Again. <laughs> and then like they go out to the dinner and Mel basically admits that David has a ton of videos of Kelly. Yep. And then makes comments about, like, David, stop filming her. Like, they all know he's super creepy. And then Kelly's the one that's, like, gets in trouble at this meal. And frankly, everything she said was cringeworthy. Like, it was just. Like when she was being the stepchild from hell or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Steve I, gives great advice. Yeah. <laughs> but I also slightly did kind of love Kelly calling David out for being a voyeur. Yeah. Because that was finally what made Mel realize, like, oh, wait. Yeah, my son is bad. Like, never video her again. <laughs> it's like Kelly was being such a bitch in the moment, but also where is the lie? Right? <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, yeah, like, I think she handled a lot of things wrong or too much or whatever. But even when, like, she's going overboard with all of that and Mel's like, oh, let's get started. Does anybody want something to drink? And she's like, you're offering my mother a drink? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... Frankly, Mel should know that she's a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, if only because David has filmed it. Right. But also, like, it could have just been Kelly being a little hypersensitive to the word drink because Mel could have literally just meant anything from water to vodka. I mean, well, and that's the thing. Could have, it could have been totally innocent, but Kelly's uber sensitive to it because she doesn't want her mom to slip. Well, and she's really, like, overdoing everything yeah. because of she's supposed to be the stepchild from hell. Exactly. But again, like Mary said, where is the lie? Yeah, totally. Like she's calling David out. She's, you know, calling out the questionable like, oh, do you want a drink mm-hmm. thing? Because, yeah, he could have said, oh, let's get some water or like let's yeah. get, I don't know. Iced tea. They or- have great lemonade here. Whatever. Right. 
Um, but then like, you know, Jackie and Kelly kind of go off and like have a talk. And honestly, I saw both points. Like it is a hundred percent understandable that Kelly would be upset that, you know, she's starting to finally get out of Timber Hills. Is that what it was called? Mm -hmm. And Kelly wants her mom to herself for a while because like she said, the entire time that, you know, they've been around, Jackie's either been married or drunk. Mm-hmm. And so now that she's unmarried and sober, it's totally understandable that she would just want to like spend time with her mom in this stage because she hasn't seen her like this very often. But then it's also understandable for Jackie to just also want happiness, whatever that means for her in a clear head or whatever. And I think she makes a good point of saying, you know, we're just dating. Mm-hmm. Like this is just a third date. Like, yeah, we've, you know, gone out every night in a row, but I mean, it's still a third date. Yeah. And we want to bring our kids along because you're a big part of my life. Exactly. And it helps that they know each other already, or at least that they're in the same stage, like they were both in high school. Yeah. And I truly think that nobody at this table realized how much of a creep David is. <laughs> totally. To Kelly. So, like, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good on Mel for taking that seriously and just, like, do not film her again. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even though he kind of said it in a creepy way, like, you will never put a f- uh, camera in front of that gorgeous face. Like, yeah. but that he called a 17-year-old gorgeous. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. But, <laughs> the intent you know, was pure. And I think he was trying to, like, keep it light. Yes. Of, like, we literally just sat down to dinner. I'm not going to start yelling at my 15-year-old son totally. in front of you. Because, um, yeah, then the next time she sees David and he's got the video camera and he's like, don't worry, it's off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, he looked like such a hurt little puppy right there. And I mean, I get it. But rightfully so, dude. He got embarrassed at a dinner with his dad. And then he tells her basically the same thing of Mm -hmm. like, my parents are just getting divorced. I don't want him with your mom. I want him with my mom. And then I think there is like a subtext of, I want him with me. Right. It's kind of like we talked about earlier, how we finally learn a little bit more about David beyond the creepy David. But it's also connecting the two in a way, A, that Kelly never would have even thought of because all she sees is creepy David. And then on the other end, that David would have not necessarily shown because why would he? Mm-hmm. There's been no reason to tell anyone that his parents are div- are getting divorced and he just wants to spend time with his dad. And There's honestly, no reason. <laughs> I forgot about it because we did hear about it during the President's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. Yeah. Exactly. Which is ridiculous because Grandma and Grandpa Silver are treasures and you'd think I'd remember everything that came out of their mouths. That's true. (laughs) Next weekend? No, no, no. We don't have to. (laughs) He wants to come back? (laughs) Oh, but I loved when they were like, we brought you all fruit cups and Diet Coke. I know. They just had snacks on snacks. Snacks on snacks on snacks. You know what you boys need? Lunch. But yeah, I, I thought them. there was a good resolution it between was great. Jackie and Kelly and then David and, David and Kelly as well. Yeah, because I mean, um, that's when he does the whole, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. And that's why this episode is named that. Yeah. Which but, took me a long time. I didn't even realize it until you said so. It's cool. I got you. <laughs> I'll do all of the pop culture references. Don't bring that up again. <laughs> <laughs> Still a soft spot for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's really it yeah. for Kelly. So I guess. Back to Felix and Brandon. Yeah. Cause that was really the only main storyline. Yeah. Because after they go to the, the beach club, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same day or the next day. Um, but that's when they go 
to the Walsh house because mom is peeling potatoes into a bowl. Yeah. I didn't know what she was going to do with the peels. Maybe she just wanted to like put them on one place to then put them in the trash. I don't know. I usually peel my potatoes over the trash can. Yeah. Maybe she composts for her garden. <gasps> That's oh. a good thought, Mary. She does really care about trash. Yeah. Because she like was shown being mad that there was trash. Cans? I was like, who wraps paper in plastic? Yeah, like she was <laughs> mad that it wasn't recycled properly. Yeah, Like it I wasn't remember. split. No, I like that idea. Yeah, that's a much better way to think of it other than just like, this is weird. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they just want her at the counter? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because she's peeling the potatoes because they're making French fries, which are Brenda's favorite food aside from chocolate. The famous Walsh fries. The famous Walsh fries. <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you want to put the fries in the fryer? And then... Brandon touches his back and he freaks out. And that's when you just know. like, yeah, that's literally right there. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think it's either right after that or right before that or whatever, where he goes to call his mom to make sure yeah. that she knows where he's having lunch and he goes, or dinner, and he goes to a phone six feet away from the other phone. <laughs> there are two phones in the same room. Yeah, that was just a something dumb by the whole team yeah because later <laughs> when brenda answers the phone for dylan she's at the other phone she's at the wall phone yeah she's at the phone she's always at and you can see the, the whole phone. phone right next to it <laughs> it's like you don't have two lines maybe that's a mobile phone and it just moves from the desk to the living i, don't I didn't know. like it but yeah. um but he lies yeah about he it. he goes to call his mom but actually presses down on the like hang up button whatever it's called <laughs> and dial tone maker (laughs) (laughs) and just like holds it down while he pretends to be talking to his mom and then like very gently hangs the phone up and you know has sad boy face and you yeah you just know this is not a good situation for felix i mean the second you see him react to someone touching his back like that you know he's got bruises yep like and it's awful yeah um so then I think it's the next day they're supposed to hang out again mm-hmm. and he doesn't show up. And so Brandon gets really mad and he goes to find him at his house and he's looking sad with the baseball cap pulled down and like won't look Brandon in the eye and can barely say anything. And Brandon starts yelling at him. Because he can only go from zero to angry. There's no in between. Yeah, which is like the dip that you always expect from Brandon. Mm-hmm. And then Felix looks up at him and he goes, "What? what's that? And then Felix makes up some I ran into a door lie. And luckily, Brandon's investigative journalist skills actually worked this time because he's like, well, wait, that's you can't get that kind of bruise from a door. I'm just picturing that like <laughs> meme with all of the math flying around where he's like, that doesn't work. That doesn't add up. <laughs> and then somehow it does another like zero to 100 where he sees the black eye and then it's like, well, do you have any other bruises? And is like pulling up his shirt mm-hmm. to look at his back, which I know they only have 42 minutes to do it. So like mm-hmm. whatever. It just seemed very like immediate from like you got hit in the face to let me look at the straps on your back from a belt. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I think at least in the scope of the episode, I think they were just trying to show pattern, right? Like, well, and I think... And that was the only way they could think to do it. I think they were trying to jump to, he has multiple bruises. This has happened multiple times. Yeah. So that they could spend more time on Brandon trying to figure out what to do. Right. Because like both Andrea and Jim say in this episode two different times... 
these are serious accusations. Mm -hmm. So you better be sure. And so I think that was kind of like the writers wanting to tell the audience, no, this is actually what it is. It's not a false alarm. It's not an accident. It's not whatever. There's a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. So Brandon's on the right track. So you're right. Let's figure out how Brandon's going to handle this. Instead of focusing on is this real or not. Yeah. And I really like that they show so much of Felix being like, well, this is the first time it's ever happened. It was my fault. I did like Mm -hmm. doing everything that you would hear somebody do to try and be like, don't tell anyone about this. Because it's, it's, it's equal parts embarrassment, equal parts shame and equal parts. Like, I don't want my life to be blown up because of this. Mm -hmm. Also fear. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't want my mom to find out I told on her and get hurt again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's so Brandon leaves and he goes to talk to Andrea and he tells her exactly what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And she does exactly what you say, where she's like, this is really serious. Are you Mm -hmm. sure? And she's telling him, you know, he'd be yanked out of his house, put in foster care. And he's like, was that, you know, I'm supposed to just leave him in his house so his mom can keep beating him? Right. And that is, you know, a valid concern that Andrea would have of like the foster care system is probably not great. Well, and it's possible that it wouldn't be a better solution mm-hmm. either. So which like, is very also sad to yeah, think Are about. you sure? Because yeah, like false accusations can happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a, all sorts of things. Yeah. But, so I'm glad that he went to talk to her and she said, you know, oh, I know a social worker. I know someone who knows what they're talking about. Let's go ask them. Which man, Andrea, she's such a good person. I love her. I just can't. Like we talked about at the beginning of this episode is that she is actually a good person. Like she's the one who has all these these extracurriculars but doesn't boast about it. She's mm-hmm. got connections to people that can – like with the rap line and now she knows like social workers probably because of the rap line. And it's like she's actually using her resources and her intelligence to like still be a good person and help other people And with like these do problems. it all – the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. And not for any other reason other than this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I love Andrea. Yeah. And that's when Brandon's like, okay, well, I'm also going to go talk to his parents. Smart Because, choice. you know, she said it's a really serious accusation. Are you mm-hmm. sure you want to report it? And he's like, well, no, I don't know. I'm going to go ask an adult. Yeah. Because like, you're not an adult. <laughs> well, she's like 39. Right. <laughs> she's like 74 already, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm still convinced that this is the inspiration for Never Been Kissed. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. But so he goes to his parents' house and he tells them the same thing. And Brenda and Kelly are there because that's when Kelly is like, who is this kid? Like, who are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so Brenda does exactly what Brenda would do and says, oh, this is the kid he's being a big brother for. You have to tell somebody. You have mm-hmm. to step up and protect him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim and Cindy are saying like, yeah, that's a really serious accusation, but you can't you know, leave him in that situation. And then Brandon wants them to take in a kid. Which I think is natural for, like, that feels right for Brandon. Like oh, said, absolutely. Like it's right for Brenda to be like, you have to do something. She's all about action. Mm-hmm. And he's more like, well, no, I want to solve it. We should just bring him here. It's fine. No, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense. And I totally get why he said it because, you know, Cindy made that comment that he's a kid who needs full-time attention. And all I could think of was when Dylan was hurt, she jumped at the chance to <laughs> give him, him a him like, practically beef wellington at that point that's probably because she was like just take your shirt off (laughs) yeah let me help you take your shirt off she was like imagine like living vicariously through brenda at that point (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're broken up it's okay (laughs) ew yeah so (laughs) sorry it's okay it's it's funny um but yeah i mean and the other thing when she said that i was like cindy what do you do 
True. She's composting. <laughs> you, That's a full-time job. You could have time to take care of a kid. I'm not saying that she should. Right, right, right. But like, right. I'm just saying her, her argument was not the right argument to yeah, have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she should have said he's a kid that needs, you know, full-time help because of this thing, the situation she's been in, and I am not equipped to handle that. Right, and, like, that comes with a whole set of other baggage, and, like, we have our own problems to worry about. Like, we mm-hmm. should let professionals handle this or something. Yeah. yeah. That was probably what she's trying to say. But, I mean, she's being good, Cindy. Yeah. Cindy was doing good. Yeah. And then... Um, he goes to talk to... He goes to talk to the mom. Which, I don't remember her name now that I'm thinking about it. Did I don't I know remember? if she had a name. She did. She did? Yeah. I just don't remember it. Um, And, yeah, he goes and looks for him, and she says that Felix isn't there. So he's like, oh, can I talk to you? Goes inside and calls her out on hitting him, mm-hmm. which she then blames on drinking too much. Which, that's exactly the problem. Yeah. I was like, I don't think that's an excuse. Yeah, it's like, and I then, had one drink and hit him. It's like... Hit him hard. Hit him a lot. And also, like, those two things are not mutually exclusive. Like, you can have a drink and not hit people. Yeah. (laughs) That's the normal thing to do. Well, and then she says it'll never happen again. And I was like, we kind of have pretty decent proof that it has happened more than once already. Yep. Like. I don't believe you. And I just, I don't know enough about the topic to know whether him confronting her about this was a good idea or not. Yeah, I was going to ask if what your thoughts were on him confronting her and not just going straight to a social worker. I don't have any good idea about it. I don't ever know if there's really a right way to confront the situation. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, he talks to her and they end up either he talks to the social worker and gets gets Felix taken away or Mm -hmm. feel like she does something to have Mm -hmm. Felix put in a home, I guess, while she gets help. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, you see Brandon go to see Felix and Felix is mad at him of like, how long do I have to be here? Mm -hmm. And he says like, oh, you have to be here while your mom can get help. I'm still here to hang out with you. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't know if there is a better or right or wrong way to handle it. I just don't know. Yeah. And I mean, truth be told from what it seems like as the resolution of the episode comes to, I do feel like. Brandon's actions were probably the quote unquote best it could be, mm-hmm. you know? So, because again, like, yeah, it's, it's totally understandable that Felix would be mad at Brandon for feeling like Brandon betrayed him a little bit by mm-hmm. telling someone when he specifically said, don't tell anyone. Yeah. But at the same time, Brandon was still able to show like, no dude, even regardless, like I'm here for you and we're still going to hang out and I promise you this is a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, my biggest thing was I was wondering about like the legality of everything like how does she get him back after she has put him Mm -hmm. in you know some sort of a foster home so that she can go get treatment or like did they just say well I guess even if they said that she had an alcohol problem so she needed to go somewhere and like he has to be put into care like Mm -hmm. that immediately puts them on somebody's radar yeah and I think I, I mean obviously every situation is different but I would imagine once she gets out of rehab, there would be, like, supervised visits. Yeah. And then kind of, like, progress updates. Almost think about it like being on probation. Yeah, where exactly. Where you to, like, report back about your progress. And then maybe eventually down the line, because I do think that judges are somewhat more sympathetic to mothers. Yeah, Than I they think would be fathers. Proven. And so down the line, I could see her getting him back. But also, it wouldn't be an immediate thing. Like, to your point about wondering if 
she could even get him back, it would definitely be a process. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the thing that always gets me about this show is we are never going to hear about Felix again. I know. And that upsets me. Me too. You want to see these things, like, follow through. I want to see it play out. I just want, like, a throwaway line from Brandon a couple episodes from now being, like, you know, it's a Brenda-heavy episode, and you just see Brandon walk through the kitchen saying, oh, hey, I'm going to go hang out with Felix. I'll yeah. see you guys later. Mm-hmm. That'd be enough. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want to know he's okay. I know. Yeah, like that homeless kid in season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to him? He got to eat some food. And one time. to his family. But... One time. But what else? Yeah. What happened to that little boy, I Curtis? Know. I know. No, I... I forgot about him because we haven't heard about him. Because I think that's kind of the problem with having a drama that you have to pull in kind of these filler or standalone, like, epi- not even episodes, but just little storylines because you can't just always talk about the relationships between the characters. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of the issue is that you just don't follow up on it. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. It's, it's good that mm-hmm. the writers have come up with stories that we are interested in that we want to keep hearing about. And Definitely. it sucks that over 10 seasons of a show, the problem is there's so many characters, it's hard to go back to all those things. And you're not going to like call the actor who played Felix back to keep doing stuff. Right. He is a day player for the show. But yeah, like I just wish like somehow Brandon would have like a corral of children that he's helped and he's like, all right, well, Monday I see Curtis and Thursday I see Felix and Saturday I'm going to go get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what would be even cooler is if like eventually throughout, and now I don't remember what happens, but like what if Brandon ended up being a social worker? That would be awesome. Or Brandon was like the, he opens like, um, like a YMCA type, like Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, or he's been some somehow inspired by all this work that he's yeah. been doing in his friendship with Andrea. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna happen. To be determined. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna start a Caitlyn predictions on top of Ariel predictions. <laughs> yeah, Caitlyn's seen this and forgotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Ariel's predictions. Anna doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> Caitlyn's predictions. Brandon opens a home to help troubled youth. Neither are correct. It's just so different. So different. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, we will never see Felix again. I know. And then going through my notes, I want to go back to one thing with Kelly mm-hmm. and David at the end when they start talking because he makes a comment about his therapist. And then immediately mm. he's like, My mom's therapist. She made me see him. And I just don't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. about going to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. You go to a doctor for a checkup. Why wouldn't you go to a therapist for a mental checkup? Yeah. I mean, like, it's definitely a stigma thing because even today, like, oh, yeah, it's millennials are better thing. about it and like Gen Zers are better about it. They're like, guess what? I talked to my therapist about today. Like, it's just normal conversation, which is, it should be. Mm-hmm. But definitely, like, with our parents and the middle generation and the between, people that were writing this show. Exactly. They're like, no, therapy, you don't talk about that. You can be in it, but you just don't talk about it. Yeah, you should one. be ashamed about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, which is silly. I hate it. I know. I it's just, so dumb. I mostly just wanted to call it out because I want to reinforce oh, to yeah. our listeners yeah. that there is nothing wrong with therapy and everyone on this show should definitely be in therapy. And I'll, I'll see that statement and raise it and say, instead of saying there's nothing wrong with therapy, we could say 
everything is right with therapy. I completely agree. I like making it a positive twist instead of me being like, there's nothing wrong. You can be like, no, everything is right. Yes. Yeah. Therapy's great. I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... And maybe the more we talk about it, eventually it'll be a situation where it'll be more affordable for people too. Because I think that's the other thing too, is that not only is there still a stigma around talking about it, but there's also like, it's expensive to go to. It's not that affordable. Well, and you have to find like healthcare plans that'll actually help you pay for them. Mm -hmm. Because like, so the healthcare plan that I just started with my job actually includes um, mental health. And it's like this weird thing where like the first three visits you have to pay your deductible but like that's it Mm -hmm. um but it's the first three visits per issue so like if I went to a therapist about work-life balance and Mm -hmm. talked to them you know three sessions in a row about work-life balance and then we decide through that that you know I need to actually talk about my anxiety Mm -hmm. then I can start over on my three sessions and talk three sessions about my anxiety before like actual payments have to really kick in. Like wow. my, I know I was like, I don't understand how this plan works, but I'm into it. Yeah. That's a like, great plan. I have plenty of issues. Let's I was about to talk. say, I can run that up. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. And I loved it. Like that was one of the first things that they talked about when I went in hmm. for my training and stuff, which is really funny because my work-life balance is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, just check that one off the list. Yeah. They're like, you could talk about work-life balance, but you don't have to. <laughs> We're going to make sure you don't have to. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's um, great. But yeah, I just wanted to like throw it plug out it. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's plug therapy. Yeah. Therapy, you're great. Come on the podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine? that? Would be- <laughs> I would actually really love someone that like has knowledge about psychology and like child psychology and all of that kind of stuff. Do an experts on experts. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an experts on expert about all of these characters. You know, but also, I mean, getting insight on stuff like this that we don't know about. Like, what is the process for, um, like, how best should you handle if you mm-hmm. witness a kid being abused? Like, what do you do? What's wrong with Brandon? Yeah. Like, what, yeah, what's his complex? <laughs> like, we know he's got one. <laughs> is David actually a psychopath or have I been mis- yeah, is he really exhibiting time? signs of turning into a psychopath or... <laughs> or am I horrible? <laughs> no, I would really love interesting. it. So if any of our listeners are an expert in any of these fields... All five of you. Yeah, all five <laughs> listeners, come talk to us and hit us up on social media at Back to Podcast and, and be a guest on our show. Or email us at backtopodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. This kills me. <laughs> Just our shameless plugs. I know, and the problem is we're not even done with the episode. I know. But yeah, ask your therapist if they would like to be a guest on our show. (laughs) Ask your therapist if Back to Podcast is right for you. (laughs) It is. Don't ask them. Yeah, it is. Promise. I promise it is. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, with that, I guess we can grade it. Well, no, because we haven't talked about Brenda and Dylan. We haven't finished. Oh, God, we haven't. I thought Uh, we were done. I mean, I think we talked about it. Well, maybe we did talk about it. We talked about the first daydream. We talked about yeah. the first daydream, and then when they're in the kitchen, there's the second daydream, and then he calls her from, from the sat the, phone. The Jurassic Park. And is like, I'm in the middle of a storm, and I just had to tell somebody about it. And then he says, The what is sky it? is exploding with such beautiful colors, and I had to share it with someone. That's adorable. I know. I was like, Are you high? <laughs> <laughs> Almost definitely. Yeah, yeah, he definitely probably is. He's and like tripping acid and just had to call Brenda. 
Oh that's my so God, cute. That's so, so true. Because his mom it. is always trying to find herself. So maybe she was just like, let's take peyote. Yeah. And then actually I'm going to leave. So go take a bath. Also, like, he's in a hot tub during the middle of a storm on a phone. <laughs> I, th- I saw that. I was like, that phone is going to short out. And then it shorts they out. got divinely disconnected. Yeah, and divinely. Jim goes, thank God. <laughs> Which was hilarious I fun there. I loved it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like right before Dylan can say, finish his sentence, like, as Mary's in, in the synopsis where he's like, I'm still. Still what? Ugh. Dylan. Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry. So I was going through my notes and I got to the point where it's, we got divinely disconnected. Thank God. And that's when Brandon walks in and dad goes, you look beat. And he says, no, dad, I'm not. But I know someone who is. Wow. Cringe. Hashtag cringe. Yeah. I forgot that one happened. And it was there. That's a bad one. Yeah. Big oof. Oh, and unfortunately, I don't have like a lighter note to bring that up from. Um... Let me think. Steve's <laughs> tiny tank we talked uh, about. Steve. Oh, I don't oh, have a lighter have note. Else. I'm out. What do you think Dylan was going to say? In oh. love with you. I. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want it to be. I get the feeling that's not it. Like, I no. think he's going to be like, I still care about you, Brenda, even though I know we're not going to be together anymore. Or like, I don't, well, maybe it would be I still love you because I feel like he won't let it go. No, he won't. He hasn't at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And but I, I like that and I don't like that. I also feel like it's a misdirect because Brenda's realizing that she still wants to be with him mm-hmm. through these little daydreams. And I feel like he's just like, I'm still with my mom and things are going okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. I feel Expectations like. Expectations versus reality. <laughs> I feel like it's a huge misdirect. I'm watching The Office and I'm at the part where Stanford and Scranton merge. And mm-hmm. so it's that, like, the last episode I watched was the first one that Jim comes back. And Pam is so excited for him. And he's like, I'm dating somebody else. And she's mm-hmm. like, that's cool. We're friends. And it's the whole Jim and Pam thing. And, like, that's what's going on here. Yeah. is like, he's going to come back and, like, not be pushing for it anymore. And she's going to be in love with him. And then it's just, nah. We will find out. I hope that's not what happens. I hope he like gets off the plane and she's standing there with flowers and he's just like, <laughs> I love you. And he says, I love you too. And then they hug and they're cute. Oh, speaking of flowers, I feel like this show has a ridiculously low budget for flowers <laughs> because, okay, so um, back in season one, when Brenda's in the hospital for her boob tumor, yeah, um, Dylan brings her a bouquet and it just looks like some wildflowers from the side of the road. <laughs> and then in this episode, Mel brings Jackie a bouquet of the tiniest tulips I've ever seen. I saw that. And, and she's this- just like, they're beautiful. <laughs> like, are they? Or- they're beautiful. Kelly, take these. <laughs> or maybe... She doesn't know much about flowers and truly did think they're beautiful. She was a model in New York. She knows <laughs> what good flowers Shut are. Shut up, Caitlin. Your idea is dumb. <laughs> God, Caitlin. No. I don't mean it that way. Sorry. <laughs> she does mean it that yeah, way. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, speaking of therapy. <laughs> Do we need to schedule a couple session? You know, or my communication. We just need to problem solve. Y'all, let's do a podcast therapy session. All right, I'm down for it. Right? Isn't that like actually a really good idea? Probably. I love it. Yeah. 
can I just bring you to therapy with me next month? Sure. <laughs> we'll be your show and tell. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, surprise, I brought my podcast to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get fired. Oh, Maybe. I don't think so. Maybe not. Let's okay. Hope not. So. Okay. What would you grade the episode? So... It wasn't a bad episode. No. Just not a lot happened in plot and that sort of thing, except for Mel and Jackie. But, um, so I give it like a solid B and, uh, maybe a B plus and I'll give it a B plus for Beachbody Dylan. Ooh. Ooh. I love Dylan. Um, I actually also will give it a B. I don't think a B plus. Hmm. Maybe. There's a lot of Steve in those short shorts. (laughs) No. He's uh, enough for the plus. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a B, and I am going to give it a B for Brenda's uh, daydreams. That kind of works. Cool. I, don't know. I know I don't get a grade, but if I you did, can. You can I would give it a B for budding romance. Oh, I like Ooh, that better. That one's cute, too. I Mary, do like that. Mary should be grading these. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, start grading them. I will when I feel like it. All right. (laughs) Mary, grade the last 26 episodes. Right now. Right now. (laughs) Oh, crap. In order. I got to go back to my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back to you next week with my grades for the entirety of season one. She's just going to read A, B, C, 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 D, D, C, B, A. A very special episode featuring Mary. Yeah. Just Mary's grades. Mary's final grades. I'll just play that TikTok of the... Um, them reading the alphabet from letter keychains at the gas station. <laughs> I'll play that for you next week. All right. Get All ready. right. Well, yeah. So what are we talking about next week? Yeah. So um, next week, and I just had it pulled up one moment. Next week, we've got season two, episode six. Uh, let's say pass, not pass. It's like a little slash in between. Okay. Yeah. Pass, not pass. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yep. Um, so we've already told you where you can follow us. And in case you forgot, <laughs> are on Twitter and Instagram at Back2Podcast. And you can email us at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the episode. Yep. So speaking of iTunes reviews, we have a new one. Woo woo! So this is from the best username ever, Blitz Craig Bop. <laughs> I like that it's Blitz Craig, like it's spelled out Craig. And it's Craig. Craig. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Craig from Degrassi. <laughs> He's my favorite character. Um, but anyway, anyway, the review. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he he graded us, mm-hmm. or she, or they. They graded us. A plus for Ariel, Caitlin, and producer Mary. The Back to West Bev podcast is phenomenal. The mix of one host who has experienced the series and another who is on her maiden voyage to wildcat country. I love their grading at the end of each episode. It's been great to experience the metamorphosis of their perception of Win- Wendy. <laughs> Cindy Walsh as she grows as a character. If you're a new fan or an OG fan from the 90s like myself, definitely subscribe and listen. Thank you so much. Thank you. So happy. That's a great review. Shouting out Cindy, grading us. Yeah. Guys, 
We're doing things. Be our best friend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Blitz Craig Bop. A plus for you. Yeah, yeah I grade that review A plus for, for... <laughs> amazing. I was going to say amazing. I was going to say awesome. Absolutely perfect. There you go. Yeah. So everyone else, be like Blitz Craig Bop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's all we got. Yep. So for all of us at Back 2 Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. See ya.